dark knight, long hair, and big swords. Or as we like to call it here, a Saturday night at Chris's. Because we're talking movies, we're talking The Northman, starring Alexander Skarsgård, Anna Taylor-Joe, and Nicole Kidman. Written by Shijon and Robert Eggers, who also directed. Chris, I see you're no longer afraid of a woman's blood. (laughs) I like that quote. Strike, brother, strike. But know that bearing a stolen ring make no half-breed a king. Soaked in my blood, it'll be soon sliding off your arm like a serpent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Scott and I went on another mandate together to go see the 2022 film, The Northman. And uh, this might be a really short episode, but we'll see how it goes. So, Scott, why don't you take us away? Okay. Um, Yeah, so it was a mandate. Um, Okay, so before we get into the film, uh, I just want to say that I really like this cast because I know you're going to go off and off on this because that's the one thing about us going to the movies together and then you want to talk about the movie right after and we're like yeah we're doing this in four days so shut the fuck up but you can see <laughs> on my face uh yeah i saw i already knew where it was going so i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna start with the cast because i think the casting was great first i think we're in a kiddosance because nicole kidman is just fucking good and I think she just disappears into her character so much that like for, for you me, forget just, it's Nicole Kidman. Exactly. Right. Like uh, just, just in terms of her recent f- filmography, right? Like I liked her in being the Ricardos bombshell Aquaman destroyer. And then in between all those films, like she was in all a bunch of fucking like any Netflix, Amazon, Apple plus, whatever streaming service limited working like eight days a week somehow yeah it, it's it's like you know she's nick cage and she has to pay some bills or something i don't know <laughs> right but i mean they're both nicks so that's possible <laughs> but regardless like it, it does make me forget that uh how good she actually is right and i don't know if you ever watched uh bbc's dracula but Clez Bang, who plays the uh, the Bastard King, was in it. Yeah, yeah, he's good too. He's good so, in Dracula yeah, yeah. as well. Oh yeah, it's only three episodes long, so just watch the first two, and that's it. You don't have to watch the third. Uh, but it <laughs> just was don't really even good. finish out the story. You just like watch yeah, yeah, two thirds of the to. story and then just leave just, it and choose your own adventure after. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just watch the first two, and that's it. And then lastly is Anna Taylor Joe. Joy, joy. Yeah, but she is a you know. The more you know about her, I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. And I think she's going to have a very long and prosperous career that's going to have many awards. I mean, she's already doing well. She's, you know, worked with like Edgar Wright and a bunch of other people. Uh, This is now her um, third film with this is. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Her second with Robert Edgar is like she's great. I mean, and she just came off of. a big I can't remember what it was like a big Netflix show as well right so oh are you doing a little can can oh did I miss something well the Netflix show which was the Queen's Gambit oh yes some of it was actually shot here in Cambridge 
I couldn't exactly. remember what the show was. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So give it the can-can moment. We haven't had one in two episodes. Yeah, because we had an entire show of CanCon. So that's why. <laughs> Which nobody listened to for some reason. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but yeah, so... Okay, I'll let you talk in a second. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Cause, yeah, because I know you're going to go off on this. But this is what I want to I start with. Um, in terms of the director, Robert Eggers... I think between the two of us, I knew what I was going into in terms of the film. I knew it was going to be a slow burn film. That's going to give you a couple uncomfortable scenes, a shit ton of awesome uh, cinematography, and a movie that will just stick the landing. Whoa, whoa, Similar whoa, to whoa, whoa, like whoa, whoa, whoa. an Ari Aster movie. So you're the, the suggestion that I would not have seen, he's literally like two other films the witch or the lighthouse, which are both like super indie. Like maybe I wouldn't see the witch cause it's scary. But other than that, like I, I was very aware of the aesthetic I was going to go into. Right. And I, I like his aesthetic. Anyway, keep going before I, before I. Okay. No, 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 go, go ahead. And, and that was, that's what I was saying. Like I, I find his movies and um, Ari Aster movies very similar, right. Where like, they just make you fucking uncomfortable after watching it. Sorry. I don't, I don't know that director off the top of my head midsummer oh yeah hereditary yeah 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 fucking just weird but good like also very well shot both hereditary and midsummer's got beautiful cinematography to it like beautiful mm -hmm. well i think this movie does too right 100 mm, so, so his dop okay. is uh jaron Boshenki, uh who's like it's his guy right he he did the witch he did the lighthouse uh he also did an episode of that Apple TV show, do, 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 the one by M. Night Shyamalan. The Servant? The Servant, yeah. I shot an episode of that. And that's got really cool cinematography. Actually, for the screenplay that I'm writing right now, The Gathering, that's the aesthetic I like. Like kind of cold, like a kind of cold home like that. Um, <laughs> what? I mean, it's it's true. Like, I, I, it's going to be a new, like... It's, it has to be a new drinking game. Or, or like, like, it, oh yeah. And, so and like now, and now it goes no. It's going to be Nolan Tarantino. And which, which project is Chris dropping in now? <laughs> <laughs> How do you like Chris's new screenplay, short film, feature film? Um, so okay, first off, let's go back to like casting and stuff. I think the cast is great. I mean, you got Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Klaus Bang, Anna Taylor Joy, as you mentioned, Ethan Hawke, Bjork. And fucking William Defoe. So both Anna Taylor Joy and William Defoe now have worked it worked twice um, with the Robert Eggers. Eggers, right? So mm -hmm. uh, and William, can, can we just say like William Defoe? I would say like Gary Oldman and William Defoe are two of the greatest character actors in the history of cinema. I like I, I could put that on the table right now, and I think. I could make a case for them. They are both... William Defoe is so good in everything he does. Also, always mm -hmm. creepy looking. Very creepy. He's actually like the, the the angular face. He's got like the weird man version of Andrew Taylor Joy's face. Because they both have very like sharp angles as their face. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's supposed to be a compliment or not. That's why I'm like, I am not going to discuss... <laughs> A, what 70 year old man's facial features with like a 26 like, year old woman <laughs> woman's facial features saying they look very much alike they're both they, have the they both people. have a lot of sharp edges to them so don't cut yourself um i do think that 
this this the script like I'm talking like the dialogue not the not even the story but like the script at points felt like weak and I felt like the actors were doing their best to work with it also they're kind of playing in like old English but not quite old English I don't know if it maybe would have been better to just use contemporary language I don't know man like I had a lot of problems with this film and I can't really put my finger exactly on what the problem was. I I do think that uh, like Robert Edgar's. So first off, this is the longest film he's ever done by 20 or 30 minutes. It's also the biggest budget. Like the witch was 4 million lighthouse uh, was 11 million. And this is like anywhere between like 70 and 90 million, depending on which numbers you take. So I almost wonder if it, if this like that and like the pull between like artist director and production company, like that pull, it just often felt like it didn't, it didn't. Well, you actually use the word you use where you say like, it didn't hit its stick. It's landing. Like it kind of felt like it was trying to do be too many things at the same time. And it failed at kind of all of them. You think so, right? Oh, hundred percent. Like, like I fell before, asleep. Before going into this film, like, did you watch any of the trailers or anything? Yeah, like man, that? I was stoked. Now, I was did super you think, excited for this film. Yeah, did you think it was going to be like it's a fucking Viking gladiator? Yeah, I, exactly. You, I thought it was going to be, and, but with the with those awesome stylized, like, I thought the aesthetic was going to be very Edgar's. But yeah, imagine him and um, oh my god, Ridley gladiator Scott. is uh, Scott. Yeah. Imagine those two had a baby. That's what would happen. It would be this like super amazingly shot epic fucking fight movie. And it would look amazing. Right. Instead, we got like art house Viking movie. And every time we try and do endless, I I understand that like on our episode, when we talk about what is it? The uh, seven warriors or 13th warrior or whatever. That's the Mm -hmm. other kind of big Viking movie I can think of. In that situation, you had two directors, and they got all fucked up. But, like, Viking movie, just just pick what you're going to do. Either do drama or do, like, killing. And I think if you're, if you're going to do... Again, I think that Ridley Scott walks that line really well. And Gladiator's a really great example of, like... Like, it's drama. Like, it's a really well-acted drama. But it's fucking mm-hmm. dope killing, man. It's got a great story. It's got a great script. Like... Are you not entertained? Like, fuck, man. I, like, use that in my day-to-day. I go to my boss. I'm like, are you not entertained by my working? Um, <laughs> he does not enjoy that. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not. I get fucking back to work. Get back to work. <laughs> um, did but, you, so um, you, okay, what, like, what, what, give me all your feels on this, on this film. Because I, oh, I didn't like feels. it. See, I did like it. Because um, I thought. You were also sitting way, way too pres- far away from me, and I couldn't put my hand in the popcorn, so. Yeah, but it wasn't my fault that the chair that I had, the cup holder didn't fucking work. And then the the chair next to it, the fucking recliner seat didn't work. So I had to go another seat back. Like, if I'm going to watch a fucking... Uh, Over two hour film, long movie, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm going to be reclined back with fucking popcorn. Like, I'm going to be comfortable. Especially going into this one. The, uh, and I thought if there was any jump scares, you wouldn't see me jump because I'd be kind of far. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but I'll say, okay, in terms of this, um, see, what you're saying in terms of the script and everything like that, I actually enjoyed because it was like 
a battle, but technically, like he did the battle all in the mind, right? He fought them. He he, like the way he, you know. Well, he also fought them like for real in real life. Sorry. Yeah, he fought them in real life, but at the beginning when they thought it was a ghost or they thought it was uh, a demon, right? Like, and he would come out at night because he had whatever the the wolf training was that, that he had before. That was the only scene that I thought we could have cut out out of this movie was, you know, when they do like the fast forward to him as an adult and he's part of that like wolf gang. Oh, you're talking when he was a berserker? I thought yeah, that was that, fucking awesome when they like. No, no, but the the scene prior to that when they're or when all they're like, dancing, it would, yeah, the old man like they're all like pretty much naked and old man's dance, blind old man's dancing and shit, and they're turning into their wolf selves. Well, that's because Robert Edgar's is like big on accuracy, like historical accuracy, and like the I, they basically would eat like a, a type of like magic mushroom or something like that. Like that's mm. that is is like what we know about like how viking berserkers would get themselves into their berserker state that's why that's shown that way because that is that's what they would do or as far as we know that's what they would do like work themselves up into that kind of frenzy take a bunch of drugs basically and then go like run around and they thought they were turning into like bears and wolves and shit that sounds like a really bad fucking trip yeah (laughs) speaking of that just on that just before we pivot on like alexander skazgard's fucking massive in this movie man like he is ripped. He's, shit. he's like, not he just is... ripped. Like he's like Conan the Barbarian. Obviously, he's not Arnold Big, but like for him, because he's like a lean kind of like model type body, and he's this like just menacing fucking animal in that movie, man. Like that part, we like he, they did a good job with that shit. He must have worked out like crazy. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like this is 100 the only reason why I still talk to you is for the fact that I hope you make it big that you make one of these movies that I can get cast on and I can get some of these Hollywood personal trainers. Oh, and like get basically like, get paid to get jacked? Oh, paid to get jacked. I, I, I won't even get paid. I'll be like, I'll do it for free. You just, you know, <laughs> just give me the training. Just let me, give me the training. Give me the so 10,000 calories of steak every day. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, but in terms of where I was going, I think, um, yeah, where it literally became a war of the mind, right? And then, like, how he chopped off the the other Vikings. And then the, he kept on thinking it was, like, a god from Iceland. Because mm. this was technically set in the land, like, in the time when the Vikings were supposedly starting to... Colonize. Not supposed to be. Yeah, that they were spreading out, right? And that was the things I kind of liked about it was that it was a slow burn and the way he kind of visualized it and just the simplest scene he would have, like, it, it would fuck you up. Not fuck, like, you're just like, holy shit. Because even when it's the one scene where he's up against the, the house and then it's just the quick edit to a dog looking at him and you just look at that dog, you're like, there's something wrong with that fucking dog, right? Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but you got to agree with me. Yeah, I'm again like I the <laughs> cinematics are fine. I mean, there's definitely some interesting editing. So this this film's based on the legends of the legend of Amleth, which is basically what Hamlet large chunks of Hamlet Shakespeare took Hamlet from, right? So and if you look at it like, yeah, it's Hamlet. Like 
a, a prince whose mother marries his uncle and his uncle has killed his father. Uh, he's less in Hamlet. He's haunted by a ghost, but in this, he's driven by like revenge for his father. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like, well, I don't know, less, uh, le- less, uh, an iambic pentameter in this film. <laughs> but now, and yeah, I was going to say in terms of the comparison, cause we did do the tragedy of Macbeth, mm-hmm. which, which do you, did you like better? The one from this one or the one? Oh man. Okay. So Bjork does a great job as the like witch or fortune teller or whatever she's supposed to be. But like, I can't remember the actor's name, but the, the witch who plays basically the three witches in Macbeth, the tragedy of Macbeth is, uh, she's amazing, man. She's all like contorted and stuff in that movie. No, she, she wins the witch award. Which, yeah, but which I, is I best? do like, I, I was going to say, but I like the introduction of Bjork's right. When she turns around and because of the way they color the film, they, like how the the color grain kind of changes when he goes into that room mm-hmm. where the outfit they have her dressed in kind of looks like it's three eyes yes. instead of three witches, right? Mm. Like I thought that was very, very well done. Again, we're we're back to like the aesthetic. Like it it looks mm-hmm. great. It definitely looks great. I I would always recommend this as like to film a film student who, or someone doing like, you know, a master's on, you know, cinematography. So he, he actually, so Robert Edgars actually comes from set design, like where a lot of other people like, yeah, he went, he, he was an actor for a bit, like in maybe film school or whatever, but his credits before doing anything was set design. Right. So he really gets aesthetic and mm-hmm. his cinematographer gets aesthetic I just think that this, as I already said, like this film tries to hit these other beats, right? It's trying to be an action film. It's trying to be a slow burn. It's he's trying to still have his interesting because all his films have really interesting editing in it as well. And interesting uh, visuals, uh, kind of like almost like surreal or hallucinogenic. It just didn't fucking work, man. Like it to me, it just was like, I, so this, so I actually have two quotes on this. So Anthony Lane from the New Yorker had this to say. The Northman is at once overwhelming and curiously uninvolving. And that's how I felt. Sometimes it was like, there's like too much shit going on, but I also wasn't like overly invested in the film. Like it was too discombobulated. It was too erratic. It felt like, and it just didn't hold together very well. And by hold together, I also mean it didn't hold attention very well. Like it just kind of felt like with, you know, plotted along. Could have been shorter, but I don't even know if just like a strict like length edit would have fixed it. I think it had like, it was having like an existential crisis. Like it didn't know what it wanted to be. Therefore it couldn't be it. Now I get what you're saying. Now, do you want to just tell the audience at what point did you fall asleep and then wake up? (laughs) It wasn't like a, like a, like a fall asleep, like take a whole nap. It was like where your eyes are like, you're like, is this movie almost over yet? I'm just going to close my eyes for a bit. Okay, that guy's still not dead. Okay, I'm going to go back to sleep. Like, uh, like I mean, all this stuff, like the kind of like almost like Star Wars-esque fight by the lava with the shadow. Like, it's fine. It looks fine. It's a w- long, Were it's- you just upset that they CGI'd his dick? Is that what it was? <laughs> You're like, I just watched Red Rocket. I saw all wrecks. I want all scars, guard. That's right. <laughs> I want to see that thing flopping with the sun. Have you, so the, uh, he co-wrote this with, uh, Sjorn, who's an Icelandic, like poet, novelist, lyricist. He works with Bjork all the time. Uh, so he has another film called lamb, 
which has like really good reviews. And I feel like it's in the same vein as Midsummer. Have you seen it? Doesn't. It came out in 2021. Yeah, then probably not. No. Mm. Okay, I figured um, I'd ask. Because again, it's kind of, from what I read on it, it looks like it's also kind of a surreal, weird film. You know what I mean? Like not a slasher or, you know, not a porno slasher. So what you're saying is we're done watching movies with male dicks in it. Like we could take a break now. <laughs> I mean, we could we could keep we could keep we could keep rolling on the rolling on the penis. Oh, we're gonna do uh, what's a Fassbender Shane next? Oh, that's a good movie, man. That's a fucking that's a very very good movie. We could do that at some point because that's a fucking fantastic film. I think Carrie Mulligan's in that as well. Yeah, um, but you see all Fassbender. He's all, all Fassbender. Yeah, you see everything. Yeah. I mean, if you really want, we could go. You could see all of the Defoe because in Antichrist, actually, no, they don't use William Defoe's actual penis in Antichrist because his penis is too large. The director thought, Lars von Trier thought it would be distracting. Okay, so that's that's the end of the penis conversation for this show. Um, okay, so what we'll do now is because we have our we have our Halloween themes when October, so just for you, April can be male penis month. <laughs> So next we should, year we should can... find out when like uh like prostate cancer month is and then just do it then even though that's the back not the front but you know yeah I was just gonna say like we could do it in November fucking... that's when you do you do we should do it in November um <laughs> oh you go from horror movie to... <laughs> from horror to it horror. is a good a good transition to Halloween right stabby stabby are... stabby yeah, stabby yeah. um so this is one of those places where so eighty nine like the critics are just jerking themselves off over this film. And I'm like, did you guys actually watch the movie? Like, again, that's the thing. You technically you just admitted you really didn't because you dozed off a little bit. Wow, well, I watched. But now you're complaining at other people. I saw. The, I watched I, the movie. I watched. I, I watched just the tip. Uh, the audience though gave it a 64. I I think that's in the right place. I'd almost go lower. I, I'd probably give it a 60. Like that's kind of my feeling on this thing. Like the the aesthetic is great. Uh, the acting's fine. The casting. Like I mean, I love seeing all those actors. All those guys are fantastic. They're all great, but it just didn't hang together for me. And so Christy uh, Poco from Mashable, whatever the fuck that is. Edgar's ex- if you don't know who you're fucking hey, man, quoting, I can't quote it. Yes, I can. I'm, and I'm going to. Edgar's execution feels hollow, capturing the horror, but undercutting the heart. So in the end, the blows, well, intense and gory, don't hit as hard as I'd hoped. It's not a fucking horror movie. <laughs> do you want me to keep talking or do you want to? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not a horror movie. Also, it, uh, it it got killed as far as it's like $90 million box, uh, $90 million budget. And the thing's only made $44 million, So hopefully it makes it back on video on demand. I think it needs yeah, to make I like. I think this two, will be. A it has VOD to make what? $200 million, I think, to, to actually break even with all the marketing yeah. and stuff. No, I think this will be one. It, it's going to be one of those films that like people fall into it's not going to be one that people are going to go wait till it goes on like hbo max or something like that or amazon yeah so this is a perfect segue i'm just gonna hijack this podcast go 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 hijack because it's going to be a movie we're not going to talk about like at all because you're not going to watch it but i I just wanted to give my thoughts on it quickly um i did go watch the doctor strange 2 at at opening Mm -hmm. yesterday uh on thursday Mm -hmm. did you wear a costume Um, too like all the other fucking nerds or what no, I didn't actually. But it, like, it was because I had to work, and my no. wife wasn't done sewing it. 
<laughs> no. Uh, well, well, one thing I will say about it, which I, I thought was interesting, like, um, so how you always make fun of me about, you know, you know, like the dad stuff and everything. Like, so the guy who sat next to me was literally. That's why I you like this he, movie. You're like, no, that's no, what no, I no, want no. my son to do. Avenge oh, me. Perfect. 100%. Fa- perfect father movie, right? Like, son. Oh, 100%. You see what he's doing for dad? Okay. So next time I'm going to ask you to clean your room. Listen, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 100%. I've already told my son. <laughs> Whoever strikes me down, you, <laughs> you are my fist. Yes. And <laughs> you must get that fist inside the other man. And then don't stop fisting till the fist sting's done. <laughs> but, yeah, so the guy who sat next to me was, was like, I, I would say he's probably probably our age. And he was right? in a costume. No, but he 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 had four kids with him, who are all I would say eight and younger. So I understood why he had the beer at the uh, watching the movie, because half the time, like this is kind of a horror film. Like Sam Raimi did do a good job bringing the horror aspects, but it's kind of like in Evil Dead Two where it's like a comedic horror right so wait are we still talking about dr strange yeah yeah really okay good dr strange yeah it was sam raimi there's a lot of nods to evil dead in it um a lot of nods to uh, i don't know if you watched his movie uh but star was like drag me to hell which i really like Mm, i liked i like uh dark man no nothing nothing like that on this one okay but um but i will say uh i'm gonna do a spoiler so one, two, three. Uh, I didn't like this movie. I didn't like Doctor Strange. And here's why. Because I watched eight fucking episodes of WandaVision in which I literally watch her being the villain to redeeming herself to the hero. So it then go into this movie where five minutes in, you find out she's the fucking villain of this whole movie. So why the fuck do I have to watch a redeeming a redeeming act on a TV show to then watch a redeeming act on this film. I thought the whole point the is that of... they were supposed to have synergy. I thought the whole point is they were supposed to pick up from each other. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was just like, what the fuck? I'm you like, got played. You got played yeah, by the fucking mouse, like, man. But I did I did appreciate the one thing because they they really didn't wait long for the twist to reveal that she was the villain. It's literally 15 minutes into the movie. Okay, so you they, didn't just... Anybody who's listening to this podcast, you didn't just like... They were like, so I'm going to, it's Thursday. I'm going to listen to my, how'd you like that movie on my way to the fucking movie theater. And then like, they're just about to get out of the car. And Scott's like, oh, by the way, you don't need to go to the movie theater anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I I literally said I was going to spoil it. Uh, Yeah. but They're going to be listening, thinking they're talking, we're talking about one movie and you just fucked their whole day. So. Hey, what it's like knowing you. This is true. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, let's, let's go out on this. Uh, the only people I recommend this to are people who want to check it out for like it's editing and cinematography. Otherwise, I don't know. Catch it on video on demand. Yeah. You know what? Watch it on video demand. That's cool. Like wait till you don't have to pay for it if you can, or get it for a couple bucks. Check it out at home. Hit us up on the fucking socials and tell me that I'm right. Scott, what do you think? And then you can take us out or like, who do you recommend it for? And then take us out. No, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, it's going to be something that's going to catch on on VOD. If you can watch it, I think this is the perfect like date movie. Yeah, especially because the theater is not going to be packed. So if you want to get a little handy in there, you can get a little handy. I in thought there. that's what was going to happen. <laughs> Make sure your seats aren't broken. <laughs>
<laughs> I can't. I can't. My fucking kids listen to this, man. <laughs> And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. Like, I don't know why there has not been a super dope epic, like, fucking Viking. I mean, they've got the show Vikings. Vikings are... Vikings. So hot right now. Vikings. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, man... Then so, why don't you make it? You make it. I, I just need $100 million. Okay. That's it. So, you you get I'll that check over here. We'll fucking get it done. <laughs> I'll ask my wife. <laughs> Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.